So the beautiful thing about the mountains of Arizona, I'd say the mountains, this this lower part of the Rockies, I would say Albuquerque, Santa Fe, Payson, White Mountains, Flagstaff, Prescott, there's this whole swath here in the, in the mountains of the Southwest. We are extreme in our temperatures, extreme with our uh, high temperature, low temperatures, water, dry, whatever. plants need to adapt to extreme. And many of our native plants have done such that. So if you're from other parts of the country, we're a zone seven. I flirt with some zone eight in my yard, but basically I'm a solid zone seven. That means I need plants and go down to about 10 degrees, maybe five degrees. If you're a little bit higher elevation, Groom Creek and Highland Pines and Williams and those areas, you're a zone six. So you need plants to go down to zero. Flagstaff, you need, you need your zone five. Plants that go down to minus zero. And so what you'll find is if you've moved here from other cold four season climates is you can grow all the things that you grew there plus a whole lot more as long as they can take our wind and our sun, our alkalinity, our, our lack of soil. There's some plants that do better than others. And I would say this is the time of year, this summer. What happens is everyone comes in for prickly pear, like agaves, uh, silk tassels, brooms, uh, so dag Spanish daggers, all these southwestern tough plants. But they really don't grow very much. So we plugged those. We took cuttings. We're trying to root them out. And in spring, they're just late to wake up. Now they've rooted out and they're starting to flush new growth. And so they start, they start to look really good this time of year because this is what they like. They like extreme heat. They want it to be 90 to 100 degrees during the day and 60 at night. They love that. They thrive with that. So I thought I'd give you a few lists of some of my favorite kind of tough plants and maybe think of them through as at different heights. And so I'll start with my tallest that I use quite a bit of to soften. It gets up well above head height. It goes, you know, seven, eight feet tall. It's, it's uh, Ellie Agnes or silverberry is the common name. It's an evergreen shrub. It does grow wild out in the, the, the forest here in, in the mountain West. Uh, you'll run across this blue to silver colored shrub about head height, round, evergreen, going, wow, that looks good. What's it doing out here? It looks so good. It should be, it should be, it should look dead. <laughs> no, it's, it loves it here. Silverberry is a tremendous grower. And once you get it rooted out, it can go all by itself. Never needs care from you or rarely needs care from you ever again. And so uh, I've got a variegated variety. It's got the classic blue color that our native one has, but then it has this gold edging around. It's like a gilted edged silverberry. It's very pretty. It goes really well against the dark mocha colored rocks or dark fences because it's got this bright pop, but it loves full sun. It's a great evergreen, far better choice than red tipped Photinia, which is the number one seller. Red-tipped Photinia is not a native. Yeah, deer eat it. Havelina mess with it. It's got mildew on it right now. So you're seeing a lot of problems with them right now. But silverberry has none of that. It's a native. Another one I plant frequently together with that is a cotoneaster called red clusterberry cotoneaster. This is a, there's several varieties of native cotoneaster. 
that grow here. It's a thick leafed leathery type of, of, of shrub. It's got multiple stems, but the leaves are small. The, the top of it is very dark green, like forest green. The bottom side of that, that leaf is kind of silver. It's a, it's, a, it's a defensive mechanism this plant uses to conserve moisture. But it grows up, it has this beautiful white flower in spring. It has red berries on it through winter. It's a deep, fast grower. Oh my gosh, it's bigger than the silverberry. It gets easily eight, 10 feet tall and wide. Uh, you'll use them to, to, to block a shed, a neighbor. You screen things with it. You want to cut the wind, the headlights coming into your, into your living room. You use a cotoneaster, red clusterberry, fast growing, great little plant. Great, actually, it's a great big plant <laughs> that grows up here. Very drought hardy. Oh my gosh, you can't kill this thing once it's rooted out. They also make other cotoneasters that are ground covers. There's there's some that are carpets. We use them for lawn replacement. So if you've got this huge rock lawn and it's just hot and it looks sterile and you need some greenery, we need some living things to grow out there amongst all the rocks, you use coral, uh, uh, coral beauty cotoneaster. Actually, I've got a couple of them, Tom Thumb, Cranberry. There's several creeping or uh, carpet type of, of cotoneasters. They all do really well here. So one plant, you just spend 20 bucks for one plant, and it will spread and it will cover an area that's at least six, eight feet round, maybe more. So you get a lot of, you can put them on a drip system, treat them like your trees and shrubs, water them once a week, and they're just happy as can be, taking the heat and the sun and blooming. They all get berries on them. It's a great plant, cotoneaster. You'd spell it like cotton Easter, so everyone that doesn't know how to spell, say the Latin, but cotoneaster is how you pronounce that one as you come in. So great choice. Another one that we, we plant often there, and it's surprisingly tough. And you Californians, you're going to love this. Uh, Nandina or heavenly bamboo. It looks delicate, but it's, it's, it's so full that it's, it actually mimics, it looks like a bamboo plant for, from its stems. Its leaves are a little like that, but it's less aggressive than, than bamboo. Bamboo is a weed. I mean, bamboo will take over your backyard. There'll be nothing left except, there'll be nothing left. Don't plant that. It's too aggressive. But heavenly bamboo is not actually a bamboo. It's Nandina is a great choice. And the great thing is, the animals leave it alone. It's got a deep root to it, very fibrous root mass. It's got a full a canopy to it, so it shades itself. It keeps its own roots cool, so it makes it very drought-hardy out here. They adapt really well. Some nativey stuff. Anytime you see the word agave, you know you got a tough plant. Now the question is, does this agave take our winter cold? And there's only a few. There's Two or three. There's two that come to mind right away: Utah Gensis and then Peria, the the, the, the um, agave. Um, what do they call that? Artichoke agave. Those two are drought hardy enough. We've got a few others: a Whale's Tongue, maybe one other that that are. You got to look at the cold hardiness because we grow a lot of different types of agaves here in Arizona, and a lot of them do not grow at this elevation. So the classic one that comes to mind is the blue one. That's when they make the agave out of, or the uh, tequila. Um, that's the one that grows in Phoenix. It gets as big as a VW bus. They're huge. I wish they would grow up here. 
One that's similar to that, it's actually more related to a yucca than it is to anything else is Joshua tree or soap tree yucca. Actually, another one, yuccas. Uh, pretty much there's a lot more choices of yuccas that grow up here. So they've got the big white flowers that are starting to bloom right now. That's a great choice. There's cute ones, there's medium-sized ones, and there's humongous yuccas. There's a lot of varieties, and your choices are really good now through the autumn because, again, we started out small, wait for them to root. They finally started to grow. Now they're filling in. And they look good. So you have more choices when the summer season. This is the season when you're when you're buying or planting a lot of these different types of high desert kind of plants. One that's blooming right now is a smoke bush. Oh my gosh, they're beautiful. Smoke bush. They shouldn't call it a bush. It grows into a tree. It gets huge. It gets at least 12 feet tall unless you trim it. You can you could keep it a bush, but smoke bush, you're seeing a plant that looks like it's got a it's like smoke on top of the plant. It comes in purple, green, kind of a chartreuse. It comes in three different colors. They all, they all grow the same size, but the flower floats above the foliage and it looks like it's smoking, basically, like, like it's on fire. That's the name smoke bush. Very drought hardy, very tough. And animals, deer, javelina, antelope, they don't bother this. So great, great choices. There's a lot more than that, but we are out of time. It's amazing how fast these segments go. We're sharing so much garden content. Be right back after this. <laughs> 